0: Welcome to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. We are grateful to WVU, who offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. And this series is presented by the Reed College of Media as part of their ongoing marketing series. Thank you for joining us today.
1: So, Cindy, I'm so happy to have recruited a friend of mine in Antwerp, Belgium, Kuhn Dewitt, who is one of the leading experts on marketing technology in Europe. And yeah, and I first met him through the introduction of a mutual friend, Steve Gershik, who met Kuhn when he was working at Eloqua, he meaning Steve, And they've been friends and colleagues for years since Kuhn launched his own company called, amusingly, Lead Fabric. It's a B2B MarTech company in 2008. And he specializes not only in advising B2B marketers on the best technologies that they should be using in their stack, but he also runs a full service demand gen agency, or he's a service provider. And in fact, his was the first full service demand gen agency for B2B companies in Europe. And he's a big proponent and expert in the subject of chat bots, which is the subject of our uh, our program today. And that's why I've invited him and what do you think?
0: Well, I think that's going to be a really interesting topic for us to explore. It's so great to have um, an expert joining us from Europe. My experience with you, Ruth, in the years that we've been working in B2B is that the European professionals are so far ahead of us in the US in many ways because of how, their market is um, well-defined and very complex with all the different countries. And they just seem to be much more sophisticated in many ways and ahead of us in demand, Jen. And so this will be really interesting. Thanks for uh, bringing Kuhn onto our podcast.
1: Good. So let's invite him in now. So welcome, Kuhn. So happy to have you.
2: Thank you, Thank you Ruth for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Especially since Cindy just announced that Europeans are way ahead of Americans in terms of DemandGen and mar and martech. So, I'm sure that was a, a nice welcome for you.
2: Yeah, well, that's maybe yeah, that's, that's the first time I'm hearing that and we tend to kind of look at you guys as being ahead of us. Um, so yeah, it's interesting observation, but thanks for uh, for the praise.
1: Well, well, welcome. And the reason I wanted to have you with us today is because I personally got really excited about chatbots in the last 12, 18 months as a user of B2B websites, a visitor to B2B websites where I noticed that these chatbots, which usually are all about, oh, can I answer any questions you have at the website? They're pretty customer service oriented, have now become really interactive tools that make the buying process easier. And it's not just the information gathering process, but even they collect data from me. Like they're always asking, for my email address and they can even set appointments by providing calendars and little, little other little tools. And I, I thought this is really a service to the complicated B2B sales and marketing process. And we should learn more about this. So could you tell us what these new tools like Drift and Intercon and others are are up to and, and what's what's this new generation of chat bots all about?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, first off, I, I think I share your excitement. Um, when I started my, my agency 13 years ago, um, we, we started started implementing and, and talking about marketing automation and means to kind of connect to the buyer uh, via all kinds of channels next to sales. Um, but it taken—it always has taken us quite a lot of time to start proving the value because you need to go through lots of change. It's not only a technical um, aspect to it, but it is also a change of business process, re-engineering that needs to take place. I've never had something in my hands um, that has proven, that has allowed us to kind of create ROI that quickly than B2B chat solutions. So again, very, I'm, I'm super excited uh, to work with those technologies because it also does something that I think over the years we have, we have kind of learned to do well and understand what it's all about. It's, digital marketing is maybe um, a way to connect buyers, but at the end of the day, what we're trying to connect are people that need to mm. talk. And, and in the way we have been doing digital marketing, we have taken the human element out of it, it has become sometimes very mechanical, the way we try to um, to start conversations um, and chatbots kind of brings brings that human element back to the table. Conversations, it's not, if you, if, you, if you present a form to somebody, you ask him first name, last name, telephone number, all these type of things, but humans don't do that normally. You just you have a conversation, you ask something, you get a, you get a response, you listen to the response, you take it to the next level. So that is what digital marketing has done, probably um, taken out that human element by creating a too mechanical um, conversation and said, kind of allow you to kind of, yeah, do that kind of question and answer thing, uh, which is much more engaging. And as a result, um, we see much higher conversion rates. I mean, a forum on a website at best gets you 2% conversion. We see 15 to 25% conversion by chat. Wow. Oh, wow,
0: conversion to, what are you using as the metric, the conversion metric?
2: In, in this particular case, I'd say uh, uh, just knowing the anonymous visitor that peruses your pages. At the end of the day, the first step you try to kind of um, achieve is, is knowing who you're talking to, uh, trying to get the name of the person so that you can make decision on how to communicate with that person at a later stage via nurturing tracks, for example, uh, better and more relevantly. Um, so with a chatbot, bot, and that, that conversion um, is 10 times higher um, and, and, and people feel much less, um, yeah, reserve, have less reservations to leave their name behind. In a form, you never know what's gonna happen next, right? Especially yeah. people in the beginning of a journey, they know they're gonna give their name and they yeah, then they're gonna get a phone call from a sales rep and for, with that knowledge in mind sometimes they just don't want to give you the name because they don't they just don't know what's happening but if you kind of lead them slowly into a conversation where you then give a reason why you're asking their email address for example a chat bot because there's bot and live chat the bot starts talking and then says look i'm going to connect you if you're interested with a sales rep with a human here but before i do can you please give me uh, your email address because we're on the internet things might happen i might lose your, the connection here that that feels much more natural way of asking somebody's email address than to say here uh, first uh, fill in your name telephone number and also your email address and i will see what we will do with that so again it's all the human it's conversations which is at the end of the day i think what this is all about it's a, it's establishing connection between a buyer and a seller through humans uh, with human like um human like uh, communication uh, style, human-like communication style.
1: So wait a minute, pausing
0: here. I like that about a human-like communication style. Uh, My, um, what should I say, a predisposition on chatbots. I guess Kuhn, I've I've had some of the good, the bad, and the ugly experiences on some of these sites. And maybe I've come to uh, not uh, appreciate them as much as you're saying. So maybe some of the places I've gone have not had the benefit of these very sophisticated applications, this next generation that you're talking about. I guess so often, I'm thinking I'm talking to a human or I'm engaging with a human when in fact, um, it is strictly a technology, hello. and, And they have a, which I think is like scripted responses that often are not intuitive to the dialogue, like you're saying, or picking up on phraseology. So I feel that they're very stilted. And then I come away with a, a negative sometimes a feeling about either the company or the experience, the customer experience is negative because they're like, well, why did I do that? Uh, You know, I I really would have preferred pick up the phone and talk to someone. Um, So why are some of those really good experiences and human-like and why are some of them very stilted and seem just canned?
2: Yeah, good question. Uh, I think in a nutshell, it is because some bots or some chat solutions are just trying to do too much they're trying to solve world famine in, <laughs> one, in one move. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, and you were talking about scripts, but there are even chat experiences that are trying to use artificial intelligence. They, I mean, the, I think the, the, the idea behind that is, 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 is great, but the experience often um, is not yet there. And that, is, and that is because if you want to, for example, use AI, um, you need a lot of data uh, for the machine and machine learning uh, terminology to kind of under, really understand what the next best uh, move is. And, and in, for example, we're here, we need to make a difference between B2C and B2B. Um, if, if in B2B, for example, yeah, trying to kind of solve everything to that chat experience is, 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 I don't think anyone's... Um, um, Goal. I mean, a B2B buying cycle is complex. There are many stakeholders involved. Um, You go to a buyer journey, sometimes it takes months, years even to go through it. Trying to do everything in a chat, I mean, that's nobody's ambition because everybody understands there's much more that you need to do. So the chat experience in B2B is about connecting, is is converting that anonymous buyer. I can talk maybe also uh, later about very specific use cases. For example, if these buyers are large accounts and you have a what they call an ABM account-based marketing approach, how chat could actually help with that. But if you talk about B2C, and that's where usually your experience um, comes from, yeah, you're you're sitting on e-commerce sites where where the chat is either used for support um, or it is to help you with the, with the buying. Experience of the of, of the product, and there indeed I agree with you. Uh, the experience sometimes very uh, underwhelming um, because you cannot script these conversations um, like in B two B. There's too many options here. There's too many products. So if then of course they try to kind of automate that with AI, but I think uh, in many in most cases um, it is indeed not really helping. Uh, on the contrary, it's even. Um, yeah, even hurting your brand and your reputation because you're not really delivering the right experience so yes it's it's as I in my introduction I said I, I've never been more excited to work with technology with a certain technology that would with, with chat uh, but it's not it's not it's not just a matter of buying the, the, the chat platform implementing it and then running it I mean you can make a lot of mistakes but that's always with technology right it's it's um, technology only, Allows you to kind of enable or enables you to do certain things uh, at scale, but it doesn't replace everything else you've been doing in the past either. And if you try to, if you expect too much from it, then you 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 yeah you run the the risk of making of making mistakes. Uh, and I agree again, once again, that's uh, in B two C, many of these chat experiences are not really yet there. Um, uh, and and if you talk about the technology, I think most P two B we're talking about net gener- new generation, most of the of the the best implementations of chat are script based. They are not mm-hmm. running on AI yet. Uh, will I, will oh. we see in the future AI? Yes, but most of them are just using what the drift calls in playbooks. So mm-hmm. they they try to they try to kind of help you. What is the experience here? Uh, and how do, we, how do we personalize it as much as we can? How we make it relevant? And then there are only a couple of para- parameters that matter. I mean, there's a whole, there's a difference. Um, if this is a first time visitor versus it's a returning visitor. Uh, there's a difference whether that person is ending on a homepage, which is a generic page or it's landing on a very spe- specific product page. So if you kind of just organize yourself by understanding what all these parameters are then you can create this kind of yeah, tree like structure, this decision tree structure, where you, when he comes in on the home page, you already kind of assume he is just looking for general information and you take him in, in a certain direction. If he's on a certain product page, you there's other assumptions you can make. If this is the first time he comes, or it's the fifth time he comes in the same week, and you just create these kind of um, tree like uh, three decision trees that you program once and and, and, um, and put in, in, in your chat environment and you just let it run with the intent to be relevant more relevant than, than the web page uh, and to kind of get to an outcome and the outcome is either setting up an appointment like Ruth was saying or it's pointing the person to a specific direction, other direction on the side um, or it's connecting him with a life, uh, with, a life with an individual um, in your organization and uh, and, you can, and you're in control because you can decide whether you actually want to push that person into uh, the direction of a sales rep. So you can also even do some scoring. So if you feel like the, the conversation we're having here is, is with an individual that's not really um, somebody you want to connect to sales to, I mean, you can even also make those decisions. So some of the stuff that marketing automation has been trying to do with lead scoring and, and, and nurturing, you, in, a, in a certain way, you can bring that back on a micro level within a chat session as well. So it's plenty of stuff, but it's 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 micro converse. I mean it's just like a couple of steps you take some questions, answers, and even, and then an outcome. You're not trying to sell the entire offering of your company via chat, which is indeed to be everybody understands it's impossible to do it anyhow. Um, and if you approach it from that way, you know what your what your goal is, what the outcome is, yeah, then you can create a lot of value for your organization in, in a very short amount of time.
1: I love that term micro conversions because we all know that the B2B buying process is really complicated and you do want to move the prospect along step by step, small step by small step. But I was really intrigued about your mentioning ABM having particular applications. Could you tell us more about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So ABM usually, is uh, so traditionally b2b marketers have been um, targeting um, potential buyers by um, inbound and outbound uh, marketing organizing themselves using inbound and outbound marketing techniques with the intent to kind of have one person respond to um, to what you're telling them and, and then marketing's claim marketing then claim success they qualify that person they check whether he or she corresponds to certain criteria if he or she does and these criteria are either psychographic demographics or also behavior is he clicking on the right emails then success is we found elite quote unquote and we hand them over to sales but sales actually in b2b we all know it's usually not that person that filled out the form that is going to sign uh, on the dotted line there's plenty of other people involved so you need to kind of also influence those other people so marketing um then needs to start or, uh, starts trying to identify who are these other people and, and try to qualify the conversations on an account level and not just one person and this is where abm comes in because the next step then is then maybe you should stop trying to um to kind of try to engage with every single person if if, if uh, or every single account you probably for the larger accounts out there you have a good idea on who you want to do business with from the get-go so you actually turn the situation around. You say, "I know who I want to talk to," um, and I'm going to have my sales and marketing activities kind of woven together, so that we can have the best possible experience whenever somebody, an individual from that account, walks by, whether it's on a, a trade show floor or it's on our website. So, but the, the cool thing about websites and internet technology is usually these are really large accounts. Yeah? And if people, individuals working for large accounts, they, they are where they're working from the office, their IP address tells immediately who they are. I mean, from which company, to, who they are. Even in work from home, the situation we all have gotten to know very well in the last 12 months, most of these individuals work for uh, well, large accounts, force their employees to be on a VPN. So even working from home, you still know, from which, which company they're from. So if you know which company they're from, then you probably also want know exactly how you want to treat them for the, when, the, when it's the first time they come. So if the chatbot recognizes this is a visitor coming from this particular company, then that playbook I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, um, you could create a playbook that you specifically have written for that one single company and all the different individuals from that company that couldn't visit your site because it's the out you absolutely want to penetrate and sell to that account. So the the the, the expense of spending some time on writing a playbook for that for, for that one company is, is actually a very minor effort compared to the benefit you can get by connecting with the people. So that's that's how ABM can add a lot of um, or chatbot can have a, be a very important. Tactic in trying to penetrate into uh, that organization by the first time they come by, you you, you offer them a highly personalized experience and they don't even realize you're doing that. For them, they feel like they stumbled upon somebody who exactly talks their language, they understands their needs. Well, actually, you know better, you already knew (laughs) they were going to come because you did all kinds of other activities on social media and all that stuff that made, that hoping to trigger a response from them that that would result into them visiting your website anonymously, they think anonymously, but you know, because they're a big company, which the IP address is, and you serve them a a very personalized experience, personalized on the account level, not yet on the the personal level, because that's what the chat will try to do. It's then using that relevance to kind of try to convert within the chat that visitor and leave him or her, uh, ask him to leave uh, that person his or her name behind. And then yeah. from there, you can take in all kinds of directions. Does I totally
1: sense? see that, that That sounds fantastic. And you're mentioning that it it's a relatively minor effort to set up playbooks by account is very um, uh, encouraging as well, because your point about the, consumer applications and e-commerce being so complicated that you you can't possibly give the visitor a good experience. Now, just one last question, Where Are you seeing any interesting new developments or directions that chatbots might be taking in the next couple of years that we can anticipate?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, full circle, I think AI at some point uh, will will be able to kind of add a lot of value, but maybe differently than you all think. Again, to my earlier point, we should not try to mimic um, or make the chatbots feel like a human. That's one of the mistakes a lot of people make by implementing. They try to kind of make it as yes, a human. they are always gonna fail. I mean, humans are different. Um, but where AI could probably help is interpret um, the responses you get from the visitor and help automate some of the routing. For example, if if there's certain words being used in the response that the person, uh, the visitor is giving you, then um, the chat solution could make uh, suggestions on how to, uh, and now I'm talking more about the live chat aspect on how that agent could respond to that. Or or the routing, maybe we should pass him on to somebody else and, and make that suggestion. That's where AI, I think, is going to probably, Uh, add more value than trying to kind of replace the human aspect other things are use the chatbot also for return visitors that are in the middle of a buyer's journey and use it as a a calculator an roi calculator or assessment test um again same thing with the form why not use a form for um, a web page but just take him slowly in a conversation where you ask some questions and and then you spit out the benefit or, or, or the risk they run in a chat solution. That so th- these are cool. kind of interesting uh, things uh, that I see where we could start using the chatbot for, rather than not just for top of funnel initial conversions.
1: Wonderful. Well, this has been such an eye-opener. Thank you so much. Cindy, were there some other questions that you had for Kuhn?
0: I think that we've explored so much, and it's been really interesting, the wide range of applications beyond what I expected. I really didn't think of this as an opportunity to do lead scoring in a chatbot environment so that you can uh, take that conversation in the direction you want based on how qualified they are or how interesting that particular company or individual based on uh, what we learn about them is to you, right? How sales qualified they are. Exactly.
1: So, gee, he's given us so much to digest here. How about if we let Kuhn go back to his business day? And uh, let's, let's talk further about what we've learned from him today,
0: shall we? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Thank Coon, you, for spending Coon. this time with us. Yeah,
2: it <laughs> this was a pleasure. Thanks, Cindy. Very Thanks.
0: interesting. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Ruth, Coon was so interesting. Thank you so much for suggesting that he join us today. He uh, has a great perspective and introduced some ideas that I just hadn't even thought of around um, chatbots and the application of chatbots, because I had been so fixated that they were a customer service tool. Like, how can I help you with your problem? And it didn't even my mind didn't even go there from the lead generation standpoint of how this could be such a valuable uh, technology for us in the uh, you know funnel and in and advancing the conversation from an anonymous visitor to something that um, takes us to the next step in, in a funnel.
1: Yes, we uh, B2B marketers have. driven for years to try to de-anonymize the website visit and we've relied on tricks like well looking at the IP address which doesn't get you very far because you don't know the individual or we will offer a downloadable white paper in exchange for filling out a web form we might add an 800 number to try to encourage them to call us if, if they're interested. But this technology allows us to capture information in a, a sort of natural and benefit-oriented way. And I couldn't believe those conversion rates he mentioned because we all know that only about 2% of people are gonna fall for the ploy of download our brilliant white paper. <laughs> in exchange for the web form. So to be able to engage 15 to 20% of visitors in interacting with the chatbot is eye-opening and almost, gosh, I would say an, a, 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 a rationale for installing these new technologies that is just unassailably
0: strong. Um, that was really eye-opening to get that kind of conversion rate. And it brings me to another comment that he made and that was the micro steps that we go through. And um, it reminds me of how you and I talk all the time that B2B is a series of conversations that go from introducing yourself, get to know your, your audience and you're, we're not um, going from a first date to hello, let's get married, right? It's a series of <laughs> conversations. And, and, and uh, um, Mech labs calls this the micro yes. You know, you oh. don't get married without dating. And the Mech labs Institute has proven that there are multiple micro yeses that you have to get along that customer journey, right? And without those micro moments of truth, You can't get to that macro yes, which ultimately, whether it's a funnel or a client journey or, you know, through that demand and lead gen process that you've set up is if you ask for, hey, give me that information and I want your email and you haven't gone through the heavy lifting of figuring out what those little micro comfortable yeses are, you're never going to get beyond that 2%.
1: Right. I also was impressed at how realistically he spoke about the chatbot technology saying things like well you to AI is not the ticket here that it's it's much simpler than that with AI you need a ton of data and what we're really trying to do here is move a customer along in these micro events like like you mentioned. So I Another thing that I really appreciated is that he's saying, don't expect too much from this stuff. (laughs) Understand what it can do and can't do, and it can't recreate the human experience. Let's not expect that, and let's apply its capabilities to what it is really good at, like capturing an email address and maybe... Right. Referring you to a, a sales rep for a live conversation with information that helps the sales rep take the relationship to the next level. So, yes, it's
0: the goal is not to solve a particular problem. The goal is very specifically around uh, de anonymizing the contact providing relevant communication that gets them to raise their hand or agree to another conversation or sharing information. And the other thing that was interesting was his suggestion around ROI calculators Mm. or using those conversion tools that we always have towards the end of the sales process, right? right? You and I have always said, match the communication to where you are and to the stage right Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so he offered a couple of applications that weren't originally immediately apparent like let's recognize when a prospect has arrived at our website from a particular target company as part of our account-based marketing strategy and let's treat them In a particular way and as they move along the their buying cycle and return to our website let's recognize that they're a return returner and maybe that they're from a particularly important key account and let's help them move to the next stage of their buying process like helping them calculate the roi so this stuff is really really cool
0: it really opened my eyes ruth because i have been a bit of a naysayer around chatbots i have to say and
2: that's With good because reason yeah you
0: know, the experience has been less than uh ideal especially on the B2C side. Now we're talking a lot about B2B and and clearly he gave us some excellent recommendations. And within ABM, if you know who your target companies are, it certainly would be easier to identify a path forward in that conversation. But tell me, what's your point of view on how to take what he shared and apply it in a B2C environment?
1: Well, the the idea that or the angle that immediately comes to mind is begin with those complex B2C purchase environments like automobile, uh, insurance, and other buying processes that are as sim- similar to B2B in, in, in that they may involve multiple, influencers in the household and they take a lot of stages and steps so that that seems to be applicable and he he made a pretty strong case against using these sophisticated chatbots in a simple e-commerce environment where you have a huge array of products but that the purchase decision is pretty straightforward so maybe in the future we could learn more about whether there's some better opportunity there
0: yes that makes perfect sense so the complex sale the multi-touch high lifetime value customer considered purchase right auto mortgage home education where you're gonna you know maybe even first the student journey for where <laughs> wvu looking for recruiting <laughs> right. their students it's a complex and calm you're thinking about it's a considered purchase yeah right. well ruth we did promise that we would get to our three little piggies with each one of our conversations our big three takeaways that we came out of with each one of our guests and um what would you choose as one, uh, the first of our three takeaways?
1: Well, I think in this case, we may want to go for more piggies, but at least when looking at three, limiting ourselves to three, I would say that we have to make a distinction between B2B and B2C applications for this chatbot technology. Maybe actually a better way to say that would be complex versus one step selling that these chatbots appear to be more suitable to the complex purchase decision environment. And then I also was really interested in the micro conversions concept where he points out that in those complex selling environments, the idea is to move a prospect along mini step by mini step. And the chat bot is perfectly suited to help with that. And for a third piggy, where would you?
0: Well, sorry. we've got two good ones. you got the B2B versus B2C differentiation, the micro, yes. And then, you know, I don't want to huff and puff and blow his house down. But <laughs> level setting expectations, I believe, is really exactly. critical because while they're trying to imitate human-like communication, the reality is it's not a human interaction. And if we don't level set the expectation appropriately, the customer experience will be negatively impacted. So understand what we're trying to do here is not replace a discussion like we're having and a conversation, but have a very clear goal of what we're trying to accomplish and understand that you are still engaging and interacting with technology.
1: Here, here. I think we've got our three piggies set and that's a wrap.
0: That's a wrap, Ruth. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Horizons hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. Please be sure to visit go.wvu today to view our upcoming conversations, listen to previous discussions, and subscribe to receive updates.